0: welcome to Reaching Struggling Learners podcast episode number 15. So I've done some surveys on you know like Instagram and a couple on Facebook here and there and when I've done these surveys about RTI, progress monitoring, those kinds of things, teachers always tell me how the process is such a pain and just so much work. I think that many teachers are intimidated by RTI because they aren't sure how to get started. RTI doesn't have to be complicated and it definitely doesn't have to be a lot of extra work. It can be an integral part of your day that you actually look forward to. (laughs) Yeah, I said that. You could get to the point of looking forward to RTI. And today we're going to talk about that about how you can move forward toward that goal. Maybe it's not going to happen, you know, right off the bat, but I think that down the road we can definitely get you there. So, I really hope you stick with me on this. Hey, I'm Jessica Curtis of Everyday Teaching Adventures. I'm a boy, mom, and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. I hope you stick around. So first, before we get into the weeds about RTI, to be successful with all of this, We have to be able to appreciate the differences in our learners. If you're going, Jessica, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't blame you. (laughs) Episode 10 is a good place to start uh, just learning about how to really think a little bit differently about the differences in our learners. So that's that's a good start jumping off place before you come into this crazy RTI train I've got going on over here. So if you're good to go on that whole appreciation of differences thing, let's jump right into appreciating RTI. When it comes to starting RTI in your classroom, the first thing you want to do is take a really hard look at the skills that your students do or don't have right now. Most schools do a universal screener at the beginning of the year. They do it again at the middle and then at the end of the year that is a great place to start to give you an idea for what students you should be targeting for interventions. I am gonna give you a cautionary warning here though. As with all assessments, the universal screener may not catch all the students who are struggling, especially those sneaky ones who are really good test takers. And it also may catch students who are on grade level but they just tested poorly on that particular day, whether they had a tummy ache or they were just not having it. Or at the high school level, I'm gonna call a spade a spade. We also have those lovely darlings who just, you know, decide they're not going to perform on a particular test because it's a test. So you gotta use your professional judgment in all of this, it's a very important piece of RTI. And I think it's a piece that, dare I say it, administrators kind of push aside when they talk about RTI. A lot of administrators talk about RTI as a very regimented, we will do six weeks here, we will do six weeks here. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it, and this is what we're doing. No, there's a, there's a lot of leeway there for your professional judgment as a, an amazing teacher. You know your students. You know what you need to do. So if you see a student that is in your classroom and they're struggling in a particular area, but maybe the screener didn't pick up on that, you can do other screeners. You can do other assessments to see if that student should participate in the RTI process. Once you've determined what students should participate in RTI, You're going to need to look very, very closely. It feels like you're looking at the kid and their skills under a microscope, but you got to look very, very closely at each individual student's skills and deficits. As always, and I know if you've listened to other podcasts, I kind of harp on this and I'm sorry for that. (laughs) When looking at skills and deficits, you want to dig really deep into what the root skill is that's lacking for that student. For example, because you know I love my examples, let's say we have a high school student who is just struggling beyond anything we've ever seen before in nonfiction comprehension. That student just for the life of them, they cannot figure out what we're talking about when we're reading nonfiction. So we got to get down and we gotta figure it out, okay? Is the, is the struggle in comprehension just for nonfiction? Nope, we do some assessment. Turns out the, the comprehension is it's equal, fiction and nonfiction, all right? Does the student have good fluency skills? Mm, probably not, honestly. So we dig a little bit deeper. Why did they have, have, have so much struggle with fluency? Is it sight words? Is it that they're, they're having a hard time decoding? And what are they having a hard time decoding? What's going on in there? When we dig down into it and we find out that the student is having a hard time decoding and understanding words with prefixes and suffixes, now we know what we need to work on. So the student has basic phonics skills. They know their vowels, they know their digraphs, they know those kinds of things. But when you start adding those prefix and suffixes in, that's when they just go, oh, I can't do this. By really delving into that foundational skill that's weak, you're going to shore up all the other layers above that, allowing all that future learning and progress to be stronger. So if we teach the student strategies to better understand prefixes and suffixes and how they affect words and the meaning of words, that's not just going to help them in nonfiction text. It's going to help them in fiction text. In every subject area, any word that has a prefix or suffix, guess what? We just gave them the key to that. And that's going to, in turn, help their fluency. That's going to, in turn, help their comprehension. You see what I mean when I say if we really delve down into that base level to figure out what's going on, if we can really support those, those weaknesses, man, we can see some progress. It, it, I get really excited because once I figure out exactly what that basic foundational skill that's lacking Man, once I figure that out, we are good as gold. We can start making some progress real quick. So after you've identified that most basic skill deficit for each of your students, and you know, however many you have, you will make a goal that you and the student are going to work toward in the next, eh, I'd say six weeks. Usually uh, RTI, MTSS is set at the six week mark. Some do eight weeks. That's completely up to you and your team. I'll say the benchmark is usually about six weeks. So you're going to work on that for six weeks and you're going to make this goal based on the skill deficit or the skill area that they're at right now. Take some time to really think about that current skill level and the progress that you believe that student can make in the next several weeks. Put that into your goal. Goal writing is both an art and a science, and at least one podcast episode all on its own. So to help you out with this, I'm going to link below in the show notes my five-step process to creating goals. It's a cheat sheet. I want you grab that, and that'll help you with this step uh, in all of this. And if you get that goal really set up nicely it is going to make the rest of your RTI process so much smoother so definitely check out that uh, that freebie I've got going on. So once you have your goals because you checked out the freebie, right you need to determine how you're going to assess the students' progress. okay and so you know how I just said if your goals are golden, then the rest of it's easier. Here's the thing this step, This step right here does not take very long if you made high quality goals because your high quality goals are gonna tell you just really easily how are you gonna assess for progress. So after you have your goals and you know how you're gonna assess, you're gonna start collecting the resources that you need to assess and to teach the skill. Now, I'm gonna go ahead and strongly suggest that you organize all of that stuff in one place so that all of your RTI assessment and teaching materials are in one place for quick and easy use. I know absolutely 100% teachers don't have time to be going from one bucket to another and finding this and finding that. If you already have it set up in one binder or one tub ready to go, you're much more likely to actually get to it, which I mean, you know, that's kind of key to the whole thing, right? So one resource that you're gonna need is data collection sheets. Again, making those is a whole extra podcast. So I'm gonna make this a little bit easier for you. I'm also linking a free sample of some data collection sheets that I've used over the years down in the show notes. I've made those sheets uh, they're more, that are more specific to track specific skills, but you know what? These ones are gonna get you started. As you figure out what works best for you in collecting data, if you're really in a pinch and you're you know you're looking for something very specific, I've got a bunch of different examples. Uh, you can always shoot me an email or you know send me a message if you're looking for something really specific and looking for ideas. Once you print your data sheets, and I do suggest you print them out, I suggest you keep them in one binder with just separate tabs for the kids. It is just so much easier to have it all in one place. That way you can access it, you can get to it, you can assess quickly and often. And again, if it's all right there, you're not having to search for it, you're not having to, you know, you're having it in two separate places or five separate places, it's all right there. You're much more likely to actually get to it and get it done. So next is your schedule and right now, uh, it is, it, it's August right now. I know that a lot of our schedules are up in the air. Some of us don't know if we're going digital, if we're going in person. There, There's so much, there's so many things up in the air, but you're going to have to look at your schedule. No matter how you're going back to school, you need to look at how your schedule is going to be able to work in that progress monitoring time. And I know that a lot of that is going to be determined by your school's rules about how long, how often interventions have to be provided, all those kinds of things. But you are going to have to have a schedule because that's one of those things, it's called a fidelity log that they may be asking you for. So just right off the bat, when you're getting started with your RTI... Just go ahead and make your schedule and that way you already have it set up. You're not gonna lose you're not gonna lose precious weeks of data collection because you didn't get to it a couple weeks in a row or you started late or what have you. So once you've figured out the skills, the goals, the materials, got it all organized in one place, you've made your schedule, the last step is my favorite. It's where you get to sit down with your groups and do what you do best, teach. You've got this. For a set amount of time every day, you are going to work on specific skills and see fantastic progress in your students. Honestly, the sky is the absolute limit in the progress that students can make when you focus on those key foundational skills. I have personally seen and worked with students who have made two or three years of progress through following those steps that I shared with you today. RTI is a lot of work up front, I'm not gonna lie to you. It is. It is absolutely it's a bear to get to even wrap your head around the first time you do it. But the results, the effects that this has on a student's education, it it's mind boggling. I hope you're excited to start this journey with your students because you and your students are going to go so far, and I think that by the end of the year, you're going to be super excited for just the possibilities. Obviously, this is a short version of how to get started with RTI, so I want to encourage you truly, I want to encourage you to message me with questions that you might have And I would love to get some discussions going about how to get started with RTI successfully, especially if you're looking at that digital, um, you know, non-in-person framework. I would love to work with um, some teachers and see how I can help you troubleshoot because I've got some ideas. I'm going in person, so I probably won't be using them as much, but I would love to troubleshoot and help you out. I also want to thank you for listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast. This is episode number 15. Again, please leave a comment, send me a message. I want to know what you're liking about the show, what you don't like. I'd love for you to leave a rating for the podcast on iTunes. And again, I really do truly want to be a a servant for you guys. If there are any ways that I can help to serve you better, please let me know. Until next time, may your coffee be strong, your training's helpful, and your admin give you time to actually get to work in your classrooms.